Hi, welcome to Modern Made, the weekly podcast where you can get a dose of real and practical tips to navigate this thing called life. I'm your host, Marcelle, and I'm here to entertain, educate, and inspire you to live a life made the modern way. Let's get into it. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. So, Today's episode, we're talking about love languages. And we're not talking about love languages in context of a relationship. I mean, sort of. We're talking about love languages, the friendship edition. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, (laughs) The Five Love Languages is a book that was written in 1992 by Gary Chapman. And the overall, you know, gist of the book is that people... Uh, every person has a primary and a secondary love language that they communicate in, in their relationship. And if you know your partner's love language, then it can help um, get your relationship onto an even keel. You'll have better communication, all of these things. And so 1992 was a, a bit ago, it was a while ago. I'm not going to do the math, but um, <laughs> not everybody has you know, uh, a spouse or a partner, uh, that type of relationship. But what most people have are friendships. And there is value in awareness of what your own individual love language is, as well as, well as what your friend's uh, love languages are. Because all of that does is just strengthen your relationship. And a lot of times we have stronger bonds or stronger connections with our friends than we even do with our families, right? There are some people whose family dynamics are terrible, or they just don't get along, or they just don't feel understood, they don't feel supported, any number of things. And their friends become their extended family. Or even if there isn't a a situation where your family is bad, maybe you have a great family relationship, but your friends are also another great relationship or a, a great source of of importance in your life. Um, and they're also your extended family. So there's a variety of reasons, but most people have friendships, um, strong, solid friendships, people they feel they can be themselves with people. They, people they feel they can be themselves with people. They feel they can trust people. They feel they can be vulnerable with. And so ultimately these are relationships that are important to them. And when you're, you find yourself in a relationship that is important to you, um, you're doing a lot of things. You're, it's, it's not, it's not that it's hard and it's not that it's work, but you're just an active participant in the friendship, the friendship, the relationship, whatever it is. The better you know yourself is the better you can help others to know you. And when you're in a relationship, um, like a friendship, which is a relationship, right? It's just a platonic relationship. The more self-aware you are, the the more communicative you are, the better you can help someone give you what you need and in turn give them what they need, right? So I don't want to make it sound like relationships should be reciprocal, but there does need to be mutual benefit, right? In any type of relationship or dynamic that you take on, um, any relationship that has an inherent power dynamic or a power structure, there's, there's struggle there. Um, there's struggle, there's opposition, you know, that's, that's where things get challenging. So there is a give and take, there is a mutual benefit, but it shouldn't be, well, I did this, you do this kind of thing. Um, because that is just a very transactional relationship. And those, I won't say those are bad, 
because that's not for me to say. Um, but the the approach and kind of what you get out of those types of relationships is a bit different than a mutually beneficial relationship. So I said all that to say, um, love languages. <laughs> Usually we talk about love languages with the lens of romantic relationships, but there is value in considering your love language in your friendships. Um, and it's it's helpful to know how you want to receive love. Um how you want to receive, yeah, how you want to receive love and care in a friendship um, versus how you give and receive care in a friendship. Because oftentimes is we'll get comfortable and make assumptions, right, that I like to receive love this way. So therefore, you know, we're friends, we have a lot of similarities, we're, you know, we have a lot of things in common. You must too also like to receive it's it's just this assumption that we'll make uh, that yes this is how I like to receive we're very similar this is to this too must be how you like to receive which often may not be the case so if you're not familiar you don't know what your love language is I'm going to run through a couple of questions that you can answer I'll also link a free test that you can take to find out what your love language is or affirm if you think you already know what it is. So let's take this very quick quiz. Uh, I'm going to read some statements. Each pair of statements, pick one that both that best fits your preference. So I'm going to read uh, five statement pairs and you pick either A or B. So I'm going to read these statements. I'll give you the numbers and you'll pick whichever one of those that best fits your preference. I'll tell you, so kind of write this down if you can. And then I'll give you the answer key and tell you just generally which one of your, uh, which one of the love languages you fall into. All right. So for each pair of statements, pick the one that best fits your preference. So number one, I like to get acknowledged from my boss or peers after I've completed a big project. Number two. So you just kind of mark a yes or a no if that, if that's you. <clears throat> Number two, when I haven't seen a good friend for a long time, I just want to give them a big hug. Check that out. Number three, <laughs> it's nice to sit with my friend one-on-one -on -one and get caught up. Number four, I feel like a part of the team when coworkers volunteer to help me out before our deadline. Number five, I feel special when people remember my birthday with little gifts. Number six, an unexpected compliment can brighten my day. Number seven, when I'm upset, it makes me feel better for someone to put their arms around me. Number eight, I feel close with my friends when we're out doing things together. <clears throat> Number nine, I feel like my friends have my back when they offer help when I'm struggling. And finally, number 10, when a friend gets me the perfect gift, I know he or she really cares about me and knows me. So the answer key, if you selected number one and number six, your primary love language might be words of affirmation. If you selected number five and number 10, your primary language, love language might be gift giving. If you selected number two and number seven, your primary love language might be physical touch. Uh, if you selected number four and number nine, your primary love language might be acts of service. And if you selected number three and number eight, your primary love language might be spending quality time. Now, if you answered 
yes to all of those, I'm going to direct you to go ahead and take the actual quiz. (laughs) Because truly, we all experience, um, we all touch all five of the love languages. It's just we have a primary and a secondary usually uh, that we rate higher in. So if you check the S on all of these, (laughs) you you need to dive a little bit deeper. Um, And the free quiz is a little bit more, there's more questions than that. Uh, and it gives you, you know, a bit more of an insight of this is kind of where you're closer leaning um, versus just this quick little rundown here. So I want to go through the love languages and kind of talk through what they look like and then how you can practice them. What I will say about love languages, sometimes it's in, innate. You can figure out very quickly, depending on your relationship with the person, which one they respond to best. Um, but if you're not sure, just ask. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, earlier this year sent the love language quiz to one of the, my group chats and was like, Hey, let's do this. Do you guys know your love languages? And everybody's like, Oh, I think I know mine. Um, and it's important to know that your love languages can change with any personality, you know, type quiz thing that you do. Um, so like Myers-Briggs, um, uh, Myers-Briggs is the only one I can think of right now. Oh my God. <laughs> But those things can change. They evolve um, as you evolve. They can change. They can shift. They can stay the same. One's not better than the other, right? If you stayed the same for 10 years, that's fine. If you change in two years, that's fine too. Neither is inherently good or bad, Um, but they can change. And so I I sent it out to my friends. It was like, I took mine. Here's what mine are. And then we all shared our in the group chat. And then, of course, I saved them to everybody's profile so that I know. (laughs) Um... But it's it's helpful. It's helpful to know what exactly it is that makes your people that you care about. What makes your people feel supported, cared for, and loved? That's the importance of having a friendship or having a, a dynamic or relationship with someone, right? Is you you feel you feel safe, you feel supported, um, you feel like you trust them, you know, they trust you, right? That whole reciprocal and mutually beneficial piece that I was talking about. So that's why these sorts of things are helpful, I think, to know how do I help show you that I support you, that I care for you, aside from just saying it, right? Because if you're not, if words are, words words of affirmation are not your thing, me telling you I support you and care for you may not be hitting the mark. So, okay, let's talk about the five different love languages. We're going to start with words of affirmation because that's a very popular one. <laughs> it's this is the top of the list. Um, so some examples of what words of affirmation are. Encouragement. Uh, words of affirmations can be classified as encouragement, affirmations, and active listening. So some ways to practice this. Sending a note, a text, a card. Um, things like, you know, I love you. I'm thinking of you. Just checking in on you. Hope you're having a good day. Those sorts of things. Those are words of affirmation. And those things are very nice. But if that's not your primary communication or love language, right? Your love communication, right? Love language. Um, <clears throat> then it's nice, but it's not necessarily doing anything for you. So the next one is physical touch. It's a nonverbal use of body language and touch to show love. Uh, this can be shown as hugs, kisses, cuddles, um, you know, the closeness, sitting close to one another, um, those sorts of things. Um, 
now with uh, friends, right? Usually it's hugs, it's, you know, high fives, those sorts of things, physical contact, and it doesn't have to be um, sexual, right? Obviously, if we're talking about friendships, I'm thinking it's not sexual. I mean, I don't know though. All right. So (laughs) the next one is receiving gifts. So thoughtful gifts and gestures shown as meaningful gifts or value. It's not always physical. So it doesn't necessarily mean they always have to have a gift. It can be something as like, um, hey, I saw this and thought of you. Uh, Here's something funny or here's this thing that made me think of you. Like this is a gift a, a gift is the reminder of how you how you make me feel or how I, I think of you or that I'm thinking of you. So there's that. And then, of course, there is actual gift giving, right? Receiving gifts. But they're intentional gifts, right? It's not just, um, I want you to just buy me gifts all of the time. It's, I would like you to buy me gifts that are meaningful um, <clears throat> and that, have meaning to me that are thoughtful that you know this is something I would like don't just buy me a pair of socks and I literally never wear socks (laughs) like buy me socks that are you know an animal caricature that I like or a, a film that I love something like that that's a that's a way to be able to do a gift giving not gift giving uh receiving gifts that's an example of how you could give a gift. Um, Quality time, uninterrupted and focused conversations. So this is creating special moments. In the last episode, I talked about um, quality time being my primary love language, which it is. Um, And when the pandemic hit, you know, I see it all over the internet about um, I really should have had more hobbies besides just going out to eat, (laughs) which is true. I should have had more hobbies and I do now. But It wasn't just about going to eat because going to eat wasn't my hobby. My hobby was, I mean, obviously I love brunch. I think anybody who knows me knows that I I love brunch, but truly it was about having the time to be able to spend with my friends to catch up and, and share some laughs and have a few drinks and have a nice meal together and be outside or whatever we were doing, but spending that time together. Because anybody who does brunch with me, brunch is not an hour. (laughs) Brunch is like, two, three hours, because that's the quality time. That's us taking designated time to spend with each other and focus and really spend time with each other. Um, So quality time is very important for me, but it can be shown by creating special moments. Um, So a way to do that in the pandemic, FaceTiming. Um, My mom and I play cards over FaceTime. We play like Uno and Jin, and that's really a great way for us to be able to spend quality time together in such a disconnected time, right? When we're, we're um, disconnected because of, you know, the pandemic. I have reoccurring FaceTimes and Zooms and all of those things with my friends because quality time is, is my primary love language. I am, I was having a real hard time (laughs) of not being able to spend quality time with people um, because of the pandemic. And so, you know, I've found ways to kind of adapt and adjust to that, but really having that uninterrupted and focused time to spend with each other, to be on the phone or to communicate and have a FaceTime, have a lunch, you know, do those things um, are very important to me. Acts of service is the fifth and final love language. Um, unsolicited assistance. <clears throat> so it's very easy to ask for assistance, or it's actually not easy to ask for assistance. Um, it's really difficult for people to ask for help. Um, but there's something so 
loving and, and rewarding of people just offering to do things without you having to ask them. So this can be shown by helping with a chore without being asked. I'm kind of weird about this one. This is actually my secondary love language, acts of service. Um, but acts of service, I will say for me, is how I provide love. So I like to receive love by quality of time. And that's just the the ambivert in me that wants to be around my people and hold them close and you know feel their energy and be connected with them. But I like to give love as an act of service. Um, so cooking is a big thing for me. Cooking and baking are huge things for me. And I love to have people over. I love to cook for them. I love to feed them. And that's the act of service. The service is me cooking, me preparing a meal and, you know, giving the love and then me feeding it to you. That's my act of service. And so that's how I like to give love. Um, but I also like to receive it in this way as well. So because if somebody asks me, I'm going to say no. So if you ask me, hey, can I help you in the kitchen? Or hey, can I, um, can I clear these plates versus just clearing the plates? So I'll give you an example. Um, the last time before the pandemic hit, I had some girlfriends over and I was cooking. They asked if they could help. I said no, because I don't want nobody in my kitchen. I'm very particular about that. <laughs> if I want you in my kitchen, I will ask you. <laughs> it's fine. I said what I said. Um, but <laughs> I didn't want them in the kitchen. So I, I made the meal. Everybody, you know, came and got their food. We all ate. And instead of asking, um, they didn't even ask. They just did. They, they all, they picked up, they each respectively picked up their plates. One person did plates. One person did, um, bowls or like helped to serve, uh, the dessert that we put together. And like that to me was, wow, that was everything for me. Um, because it was like, this thing needs to happen and I want to help you. I want to support you. And they didn't even realize it. Like, they just, it was like kind of a subliminal thing that they just picked these things up and said, Hey, you cooked for me. The least I can do is bring these plates in here or rinse a dish off. Um, and so something as simple as that, because like I said, if you ask me, I will tell you no, <laughs> I'll just tell you no. Um, but if you just do, that's great. That's really nice. <laughs> and there, there may be some, some toxicity in there. <laughs> But we don't have to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. Um, so it's it's having awareness of how you give how you give love, how you like to receive love, and then more importantly, how do your friends like to receive love, right? And you, it's not always the same. I give love by quality time. I like to receive acts of service. So they're both my love languages, but I like to give my primary. I'm, I'm giving, uh, is spending of quality time and just receive. I like acts of service, um, but also quality time as well. Right. So I love to spend quality time. So if a friend of mine calls me and is like, Hey, do you want to go to brunch? I'm like, yes, please. Can we go? I love it. Let's do it. And then, you know, it's all, it's kind of interchangeable. And so I mentioned earlier, you, you will, you will find that you rank and score in all five categories. And there are some people who have you know, really disparity, a large gap in, you know, this is just your primary language and everything else is like just a little bit. Um, there's some people who are really close. It changes, it evolves. It's important to know what makes you feel valued and supported. And the same with your friends. And <clears throat> the easiest thing I will say that you can do with your friends or your, we're just talking about friends. So the easiest thing I can say for your friends is just to ask. If you don't know, just ask them or just send them the link. You know, like you don't even have to make a big thing about it. Just 
go ahead and drop that link on over to them. Um, you can do your Googles. I will give you a link to a free um, quiz. Of course, it's not sponsored because, you know, that's not where we are right now. Nothing is sponsored. Um, <laughs> but maybe one day. But yes, I'll put a link to a free quiz that you can just send over, take yourself, and then talk about it, chat about it, or just share your results, you know, and do your best to be aware of that. Do your best, especially now, especially now, you know, we're so disconnected. This is just continuing to drag on. It's just the collective is really having a hard time and everyone is absolutely trying to do their best. So something as simple as sending someone a text and saying, hey, I'm thinking of you. If their love language is words of affirmation, that can be such an impactful, small thing for you to do for them. Um, that really can be very meaningful for them and help them with maybe something they're struggling with that they haven't even been able to articulate. Having awareness of these things are very helpful. So what I will say, what's the takeaway from this episode? Learn your love language. If you think you know it, take the quiz again, find out. You may be surprised to know that your love language has shifted. Let's adjust our expectations within our love language. It, Specifically with relationships, I know this is about friendships, but this comes into play a lot with relationships, obviously, because, you know, that's who you're spending all of your time with. You're in each other's space all the time. It's very easy to make assumptions that your partner constantly knows and remembers and is operating with your love language in mind. We don't do that. Even we don't do that as an individual, right? You don't do that. You're not always thinking about the other person. It, it, just, it just doesn't happen. Um, you will do your best to think about the other person, but usually you get kind of complacent and focused on, well, this is how I like it. This is what I want. Um, give me the things that I need. And then we can very easily forget, oh shit, I forgot. You need this. And how I like to receive love is not how you like to receive love. So let me, let me rewind. Let me take a, a second and, and kind of focus in again. So same with your friendships. Um, we're so disconnected. It's so much easier. Everybody's struggling. It's like, well, I possibly, what can I possibly do to help them? Um, I've given you a, a list of examples, a load of examples of things that you can do specifically in this quarantine. Quality time for me, we're FaceTiming, we're chatting in the group chat, um, we're doing different things. <clears throat> Acts of service, I'm here for you. I do you want to, let's take some time to talk about this thing that you've mentioned, um, you know, Acts of service usually is like in person, but there are still ways to be of service to someone um, without being physically present. So things to consider, <clears throat> take the love language quiz, find your love language, think about how you interact or engage with all of your other friends. Feel free to shoot your friends the love language qu quiz, write it down so you remember, um, and then just go out there and, and help spread some love and support because honestly, that's what everybody needs right now. I'm not one of like good vibes. Like that's not my jam. That's not the language I'll use. That's not the language I use ever. I don't discredit anyone who, who feels that way. That's fine. Um, right. We talked in the positivity bubble about not being toxically positive. Toxically. I said it again. It's fine. I still didn't Google if it's a word or not. I don't care. I'm okay. I'll just keep saying it. Um, <laughs> but we talked about, you know, there's that toxic positivity and this isn't that, but there is, 
so much to be said about connecting with your people and just letting them know in whatever language that makes the most sense, whatever language uh, sticks for them, whatever love language sticks for them, that they are not alone, that they are supported. And the same can be said for you, right? So I had a a very good conversation um, with a girlfriend of mine the other day, and it was like, it was literally just us crying (laughs) and talking about chapstick. And it was great. You know, I called my mom last night because I had a song stuck in my head and I couldn't remember it. And it was like, and it was great. It was, it's so simple. It doesn't have to be a big thing. It was just a way to be connected, to feel, I don't know, but it, it, it really makes a difference. And it, it doesn't have to be this long drawn out dramatic thing. It doesn't have to be grandiose. And I'm giving you this gift because I know you like to receive gifts or I'm telling you, I think you're smart or I value your opinion because I know that means something to you. It's not that that's not how you do this. That's not the intention behind it. But there's something to be said about being able to connect with the people who mean something to you in a way that's meaningful to you during this time because it is a mess. We're all drained. We're tired. We just lost an hour of sleep, which is dumb. I hate it. I don't know what time of the day it is anymore. It's dark outside all the time. I don't get it. I don't like it. And it's hard. (laughs) Having awareness of these things um, can make all the difference for your relationships, for strengthening the bonds and your friendships, as well as, you know, sharing this with your friends they can reciprocate that for you as well. And everybody can just bond and feel good because honestly, we need that right now. We just need it. And that's it. I mean, I don't have anything else. There's, you know, really the action items. If you if you want homework, uh, take the quiz, send it to your friends, talk to a, your friends about it, talk about it, and then go out there and do. This is an action. This is an action episode. This isn't a, you know, do it to your, by yourself. Keep it, keep it on yourself. This is action. Take this quiz, tell your friends, talk about it, be about it. So that's it. I got to get the fuck out of here. As always, be bold, be modern. I still have to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'll talk to you next week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and download us on your favorite platform for podcast listening. Email questions to modernmade at gmail.com and give us a follow on Instagram at modernmadepodcast. And that's modern spelled M-D-R-N. That's it. See you next week.